Welcome to Getting Real, Episode 3, Getting Vulnerable. This will be one of the most important episodes I think I'll ever shoot. And the reality is, I think it's an episode you can come back to time and time again. Because vulnerability, one of the most common misconceptions about getting uncomfortable and vulnerability is the simple fact that it is a muscle that you need to continue working. So I implore you, even if you love, absolutely love this episode, please make sure you come back to this episode again. Maybe it'll be next year, maybe it'll be next month, maybe it'll be a few years from now. But if you ever feel like, you know, I'm not pushing myself enough, I need to hear a good message about vulnerability, come back to this episode. Please don't forget, to whatever platform you are watching or listening to this on to subscribe to our podcast. It means the absolute world to me if you gave support to what I'm trying to grow here. We're getting real about business. We're getting real about real estate, what it actually takes to be successful. No fluff, no bullshit. We are getting straight to the point day in and day out about what needs to be done to be successful. There's too many messages out there for what people need to do from people that are so far removed from the actual success. We are getting real and any support you can give by subscribing, liking, commenting, landing a review, anything will help us immensely and it's greatly appreciated. Now let's talk about vulnerability. It really, really gets under your fingernails sometimes makes you feel really uncomfortable even just mentioning the word vulnerable. And that's because of what vulnerability actually is. Whether it's putting yourself out there, letting yourself be judged, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Whatever your definition of vulnerability is, it's important to know that it is perfectly normal to feel however you feel about vulnerability. It's so important that you know that because that's the first step in getting over your own ego to put yourself out there. And the reality is in business, so whether you're like most of my listeners in the real estate business, the real estate industry, or you're just, you know, simple, you know, small business owner, you're on a side business, doesn't really matter. If you don't get vulnerable, there is no path to success without it. And that's why most people in business don't make it because they don't get over themselves. And listen, I've been there and I'm going to share quite a few of my stories of how I got over my fear of putting myself out there because I am a natural introvert. I would gladly never have to meet people or talk to them. I would love to be able to just sit by myself, do some work, be done with the day. But that is not what success takes in business. I went out there in many different ways through my career so far and will continue to do so by putting myself out there and being vulnerable. Let me take you back to about 2014, 2015. I had been in real estate for a few years full-time at that point. I was having moderate success. I was doing okay. I was working with friends, family, some of their friends and family, Again, I, you know, I dove headfirst into the client experience, client service. So I got a lot of referrals from the beginning when I first launched my career. But 
right after, about the time I got married and my wife and I went on our honeymoon, I got back and I realized this can't be all that life is. There has to be another side. There has to be more. And not more fancy cars or fancy vacations or fancy houses, but more to meaning, more people I can help. I can't just keep my message to who already is calling me. I have to be proactive. But I was scared shitless of stepping on to any sort of platform that made me uncomfortable to go and reach out to people. So in 2014, 2015, Social media was a thing, but it wasn't nearly what it was today in reaching an exponential audience. It was simply just to meet, you know, your friends, family, the people that already know you. However, in those years, the 2010s were made mostly the agents that did really well, did most of it by prospecting, did most of it from lead generating day in and day out. So I knew I had to get over myself. I looked at a phone, you know, it could have been a corded one, my cell phone. And I would shake in fear of what people on the other side may say to me. It was the biggest fear I had when it came to real estate was picking up the phone and calling a stranger, a warm lead, you know, it could be a FISBO, it could be an expired lead, it could be circle prospecting, didn't matter. I was scared shitless of doing it. And the fact is, you may feel about some sort of business, some sort of aspect of this business as well that way. And that's okay. That's very normal to feel that way. It's not easy putting yourself out there. It's not even easy for me right now, looking at this camera, filming this podcast, but I'm doing it anyway. And when I did it back then, what I did, and this is what I implore people to do that are scared of picking up the phone, scared of prospecting, scared of lead generating, or even scared of social media, try it and do it in an area that's nowhere near where you are. So what I did back in late 2014, 2015, is I knew I had to get over myself. I knew that if I really wanted to build a big business, someday have something like I have now, this entire company, coaching business, a media company, all these different things would never happen if I didn't put myself out there. So I started picking up the phone and calling people 100 miles away from where I lived. You know, New Jersey is not a huge state, but I went as far as humanly possible within the state of New Jersey, because that's where my license is, to call people to list their home with me. And the craziest thing happened. It really wasn't that bad. Am I super personable? Probably not. Did I have some pretty refined script in the beginning? No. But I called day in and day out, literally Monday through Friday, for at least about an hour. I wasn't the person that was doing it from 8 a.m. to noon. I was doing it for about an hour. And in the beginning, I think I was trying to talk to like two or three people, maybe make 10 to 20 calls in the very, very beginning. And lo and behold, after a few months, I remember I started in the fall. By Christmas of that year, I had a listing consultation for, at the time, like $800,000 home in an area about an hour and 15 minutes from where I live. And then the next day, I got another call, cheaper home, it was about 400000 That was in the opposite direction, another hour away. So I got these consultations. I walked into the door of the very expensive house first. That house now would probably be over $2 million. And I walked in. It was a older Italian couple. Walked in. They had a nice, ta- they had a table they brought back from Positano. And I said, wow, it's beautiful. I wish to go there one day. And they hired me within 30 seconds. And I walked out and I said, holy shit, this can't be that easy. And is prospecting that easy? No. 
But what is that easy is getting over yourself and getting vulnerable once you do it. Because then the machine was built right when I walked out of that appointment, when uh, Frank and Terry hired me, they were the first people not to hire me to ever sell a house by any means. I'd been selling real estate for a few years, obviously, but the first people that were complete strangers to me before I picked up the phone and called them. And then the other people hired me. That second house actually didn't even sell. They actually tried to get out of the contract. It was really messy. Uh, but the first one sold within a month. And again, it was a different, it was the market was doing better then, but it was still pretty crappy in New Jersey at that time. So we sold that house effectively. I moved from there and I said, okay, well, if this is the success I have calling 10 to 20 people a day, what happens if I call 20 to 30? And as I went on through the years, I went from you know 20 to 30, 40 to 50, all in that same like hour, an hour and a half. I just got become much more efficient. I used dialers and all those things. And I built a massive business from one act, getting uncomfortable and getting vulnerable. Because it is vulnerable. Picking up the phone and calling a stranger in today's world is vulnerable. People hate to be sold anything. They don't like hearing from us realtors. Let's be honest. People hate realtors. The only people in the world they hate more than realtors are car salesmen. And sometimes you get called a used car salesman as a realtor. And that's because that's the bottom of the totem pole. We're maybe just slightly above it. doesn't mean... Either of those parties are bad people. I know some of the best people I know, most genuine human beings are in the car business. Love people, love helping people. They're extremely wealthy, yes, but at the same time, they are some of the most down-to-earth human beings I know. And people will bash their industry left and right. Same thing with real estate. So people don't naturally like hearing from us. So they always are on edge. So if you come to a conversation on edge yourself, it's not going to be very good. But if you do come from a place of vulnerability, a place of empathy, and you reach out to people, you will have success. That's the bottom line. Now let's let's fast forward a few years. It was getting to like 2018, 2019. At that time, I was listing five to 10 houses a month completely by myself, selling a crap ton of real estate, living a pretty good life, not because it was mostly listing-based, I barely worked with buyers. Most of my time was spent on listing consultations. Who wouldn't love that life? So it was it was very powerful. It was it was a great time. But at the same time, after a few years, you're like, what what's next? What can I do to again that vulnerability muscle wasn't being flexed? I wasn't using it. And for a while, every single month, I remember I was at a franchise brokerage at the time, the only one I've been at my entire career other than owning my company. And the the office managers or team leaders, whatever you wanted to call them, always reach out to me. Say, John, come come teach, come to an office meeting, come come share something. And for the longest time, I was like, eh, you know, people don't really... It was probably a limiting belief that people shouldn't listen to me. It was probably a imposter, not even a little, a lot of imposter syndrome that... I don't really have a message for other people. What I do works for me, but it you know, may not work for other people. And eventually at that time, I said, you know what? If I ever want to build exactly what I have now, I have to get vulnerable again. I can't do it all myself. I have to lean into helping other people, helping other agents, helping people grow. And that will hopefully help grow my business. So around the end of 2018, 2019, I also had the great opportunity where one of my past clients, one of my favorite past clients called me and said, hey, John, I'm getting into real estate. I don't know what I'm doing, but I would love to you know, learn from you. You, you, know, you helped us a couple of years ago 
uh, buy a beautiful house at the, here at the shore. And I need help. So I'd really love for you to help me. And I shared with that agent. And I said, you know what? I'll help you come to the company I'm with. It'll be great. It's a good, solid company for you to start with. But I'm not, you know, I'm not a team leader. I don't want to have a team. I'm, I do my own thing. I'm like a lone ranger. Fast forward a little bit. I finally say, you know what? Let me teach a class. Let me just go in front of the office. Let me be vulnerable and get in front of a room of my peers, get over my imposter syndrome and share a little bit. And do you know what happened? I absolutely crushed it. I got in front of the room, shared. I ended up teaching a whole bunch of courses, a whole bunch of times at my office. Sometimes three people would come, sometimes 45, 50 people would come. It, there was no rhyme or reason to it. But as I went on, more and more people would start coming. And I would teach completely free, nothing to be asked in return. Part of the reason why I think that whole franchise model doesn't work is it works on the backs of the top agents to teach rather than understanding how to actually help agents at the leadership level because they're so far removed from it. Now, in reality, though, what that did is, again, it let me use my vulnerability muscle. It let me say, how the heck can I figure out Rather than just give all this stuff away for free, how can I bring people into my universe? And the options were there all the time as I, from, you know, 2013, 2014, 2015, all the way to that point in 2019, where people would be like, John, let me come and join your team. And I would always say no. But life circumstances happened in my wife and my life. And we ended up, I ended up more or less taking some time off, a few weeks off because of what happened. And I said to the agent that was my past client, Hey, why don't you come and help me? I have some stuff going on in life. I just need your help. And she came in and my clients absolutely loved her. I did it in a way that was like, Hey, I'm still here available for you. This is, you know, this is the agent that will be helping you for a little bit. I'm still here. I did all, like I set expectations, all those great things that a team leader should do. Even though I didn't really have a team, I was just, it was just in need. And after that experience, when my clients all were like, she, she's better than you are. We're more fun. She's more even more fun than you. That's when a light bulb went off. And I said, I have to continue being vulnerable. I have to let that vulnerability go because that's what's going to allow me to grow my world. So after that experience, right after I said to the agent at the time, her name's Sophia. She's, she was our first agent, came aboard a team and she's still with us today. I want you to be an official member of our team and we're going to start growing this thing and we're going to start seeing what happens. What's the, the worst thing that happens? It blows up in your face and you go back to doing exactly what you were doing, prospecting every day, doing a Lone Ranger thing, not working with many buyers. But I said, there's a whole area of my business where I kind of not necessarily ignore, but step back from, except if it's like a, if it's a listing client that's also buying or it's a very close friend or family. I wasn't attracting buyers because I was mainly a listing agent. And everything switched once I said, okay, well, now our team can work with everyone. Because as a new agent, getting to work with buyers, all that lead overflow, it worked brilliantly. And we grew and we grew so damn fast. We didn't have the biggest team. We only had four or five agents up until 2021. But we were all making so much money because we were super efficient with what we did. And it came down to that simple choice, that one choice to be vulnerable and get in front of the other agents, some of my peers, some of my colleagues, and share what I do and how I can help, not necessarily them, or how I can help clients, and that message resonated. A few more years went by. We went through COVID, all that craziness. It was a wild time in real estate. And when I got a second to breathe, 
I said to myself, well, what's next? And in early 2022, early last year, I said, now is the time to create everything I'm creating now, to start the process, to open this company. So I opened my own brokerage, completely independent, no franchise, no, not an EXP team, not a real team, a completely independently owned real estate company in the world where there barely are any left and in a world where that's not the success route that most people have. It is a lot easier just to go to a virtual brokerage, take in the revenue share, not have to deal with all the overhead, the legal responsibility, all those things. I went against the grain. And I went against the grain because I wanted to be vulnerable. I wanted to create something way bigger than just a real estate team. And if you don't know where your vision is, it's going to be very hard for you to be vulnerable in the first place. If you are super comfortable already and there's nothing pressing you, if you're not, you know, the, the dog in the corner being pressed nonstop, you will not get out of your shell. And that's just the bottom line. So you kind of have to force it upon yourself. Yeah, does that mean I was broke at every single one of these standpoints? No, not at all. Actually, furthest from it, especially the most recent few. The first one, when I wanted to pick up the phone, I was broke. I was in a little bit of credit card debt, a few thousand dollars, and I was like, this is crappy. I don't want to do this. But ever since then, it's been almost like a forced mentality of this can't be it. I want something more for my life. I want something more for my wife. I want something for myself. I want something more for my son. I want to create something great. And if you don't have that mentality, you're going to stay mostly where you are because you're not going to be forced to be uncomfortable. So part of being vulnerable is wanting more for your life. And again, for me, it's not more cars. For you, it could be. It could be a new Lamborghini. It could be the new Range Rover. It could be a brand new Jeep Wagoneer. It doesn't make a difference what it is. It could be spending three months in Italy this summer. It could be getting a bigger house. It could be having FU money. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be creating legacy, providing your kids with a better life, paying for college so you don't have their, your kids don't have to take out mountains of debt like you did. It doesn't matter what it is for you. You have to use it to inspire you to be vulnerable. Because when I opened this company, that was just the start of it. Everything I'm putting into place now is because of those decisions. So being able to open up a coaching company where I get to help and coach and train agents across the country would have never happened if I didn't open up this company and get vulnerable. If I, if I didn't step away from that franchise brokerage, it wasn't possible there. Well, if I never before that started a team, got in front of my peers and way before that in 2015, if I never picked up the damn phone, I would not be here. I'd be sitting probably in a cubicle working, maybe working from home, but at the same time, that's what my life would have been. It's not that I would have been homeless and decrepit. At times, I might have made more money that way. But the control over your life happens when you get vulnerable. On top of the coaching company, I wouldn't have this studio that I'm sitting in now. I'm partnered with one of our best agents here on creating this media company where we can help agents here at our office, other agents in our area, other business owners, all start to develop a personal brand, create something beyond themselves, a brand that means something. And we also have the equipment to make lives easier. A lot of the issues people have is not having any idea what to do. We provide those solutions. Again, all of this would not be possible if I didn't start way back when getting vulnerable. And the reason I'm sharing my story with you now is not like, oh, look at John, he can do it. It's to hopefully help inspire you to understand that you are just at the tip 
of what your potential is. You know the classic iceberg metaphor. You are showing just very little of the possibility of what you have. And trust me, even with what I'm doing now, this podcast, this is only the third episode. But I plan to do this for a very long time because this lets me share my message to more than just the people within these walls. And when I get outside of there, I'm getting vulnerable. This, looking at the camera right now, is super judgmental. Most likely, you've had a few opinions of me watching even just this one video or listening to this audio. But the most important thing for me is I know when I'm getting vulnerable, I'm growing. And if you start looking out and saying, hey, how can I get vulnerable? How can I put myself out there? How can I get over and figure things out, fail time and time again? You will grow. There's no doubt about it. I am 100% guaranteeing you. If you put yourself out there every single day to either strangers, creating content, putting stuff out on social media, calling people, going to networking meetings, meeting people that don't already know you, you and your life, not only your business, will grow. There's no doubt about it. When I'm most vulnerable here in my business, I'm more vulnerable at home. I'm more vulnerable with my son. I'm more vulnerable with my wife. And when I can treat them at the highest regard they deserve, it's typically when I'm most vulnerable. It's when I'm having those conversations that, yeah, sometimes don't feel comfortable with your wife, but if you're flexing your muscles out here in your business, it's a lot easier to go home to your spouse and say, hey, we need to talk about this. This has been happening. We need to figure this out. Or with your son or with your daughter or with your niece, your nephew, anybody in your family, your parents. When you flex these muscles here at work, it helps you in your life. And that's the most important thing I could probably stress to you is that even if you see like no benefit to being vulnerable in your business, think about your family. Think about whether you have kids or not, your future kids. Because if I had to do what made me comfortable, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you. I would be at home. I would be probably, like I said, in an office job. I would not be having the freedom that I have now. Does that mean I live a life without struggles? Hell no. Every day sometimes feels like a struggle. But that doesn't mean you should give up. And that doesn't mean being vulnerable doesn't work. It absolutely works. You just have to find something that's going to motivate you. I don't care what it is, but find something that will motivate you. For me, it's legacy. It's passing on something to the next generation that was never provided to me that was not even an option for myself and pass on and change what was probably generations of trauma and pass on a positive legacy to the next generation. That's what I'm all about. For you, again, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be as big and grand. It could be even bigger than that, but it doesn't have to be as big and grand as that. It could be, hey, I just want to provide for my family. I want to be able to be home for dinner every night. I want to be able to make this life exactly how I want it. No matter what it is in your life, find it, let it push you in the corner, get vulnerable today. The future you is going to thank you for starting it today. Oh,